Hey there, welcome back to Vegetarian Zen, a peaceful place for vegetarians, vegans, and the veg curious to share tips for living a healthy plant-based lifestyle. I am your host, Vicki. And I'm the other one, Larissa, <laughs> and this is episode 160. In today's episode of our podcast, we're going to revisit a topic that we first discussed back in episode 88. That was a long time ago, right? Yes, That's it almost was. almost halfway... February back February of 2015. And that topic is living with diabetes. Now, Larissa, if you've listened to our show for a while, you know that Larissa struggles with type 2 diabetes. And back in February 2015, when we first discussed this, she talked about some of those struggles. And we wanted to bring it back because she has been experiencing some struggles again and wanted to and thought that the the topic of how to deal and how she's dealing with and how, how to deal with it if it's something you, that you are challenged with can help you as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because diabetes is not something that's just like um, a little infection that you go and get, you know, an antibiotic and it goes away. It's a constant struggle. It's, right. I, it's, and I see that happening to you on a daily basis. And, you know, I know we're going to talk a little bit about this, but kudos to you for recognizing it and you. for trying to do something about it. So this is why th- we thought it would be really good to bring this back to the show. All right. All right. But first, we have a new rating. Yay. So this is uh, from the U.S. from May 11th, 2016. And you see what I did there in the outline? I actually wrote May 11th <laughs> instead <laughs> of the, that is my ongoing struggle speaking of struggles, is uh, reading the date when it's in number form. So (laughs) I finally started writing it out. Major win for me. Uh, All right. So May 11th of 2016 from Aaron plus N, who says, excellent resource for new vegetarians. This podcast's friendly hosts and concise yet detailed format is an excellent source of information for new vegetarians. Thank you, Vicki and Larissa. Awesome. Well, thank you for being part of our community. We really appreciate it. I think when uh, I love to see when people leave us ratings mm-hmm. because it really just reinforces why we do this, right? We, yes. we, we've been doing this every week for the last three years and uh, wow it uh, sounds like a lot when you say it that way well and this really motivates us to do that so thank you so much for taking the time to leave us a rating yes thank you all right are we ready to get started oh let's do it all right so as we mentioned uh back in way back in february of 2015 we recorded an episode that was number 88 uh about diabetes and a plant-based diet and so in that episode we discussed Uh, the basics of diabetes. You know, of course, diabetes is a huge topic. uh, And so we just kind of got into some of the the very basic definitions and and talking about some of the the issues that come up when you're dealing with diabetes. And now specifically, we were referring to type 2 diabetes, uh, you know, type 1 and type 2. Type 2 is what I have. And uh, I developed this, gosh, what's it been? seven years now yeah, something um, like that. ago. And, uh, you know, I, I think as a result of my lifestyle choices, um, you know, and the fact that I was overweight and I didn't make good food choices and, and whatnot. But, uh, oh, and I just said a word I hate, whatnot. <laughs> ah. Well, and some of it is that and some of it is genetics too. I think different things play into right, that right. because I certainly had my share of junk food as well. And then even when we moved to vegetarianism, we were junk food vegetarians and share that very openly. And we still sh- struggle with that as a lot of people do. 
Uh, but yeah, so just to clarify, thanks for clarifying that with the folks for the folks is that you have type two diabetes because right. that is that is different than the type one. Type one, right? So uh, yeah, so in 80, episode eighty eight, we discuss we defined the glycemic index and we talked about factors that affect the GI or glycemic index levels of food. And just as a, a little quick refresher, the glycemic index is the uh, it's how foods are ranked in order of uh, how much uh, glucose they have, I guess, or how much, how much they affect how much that blood sugar. Effect, right. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Not, not how much glucose they have, like, you know, no, the effect say, it has, the effect on, your it has on, your, right. on your body and your blood sugar. Uh, so we, we defined that we talked about it, as I said, factors that affect the GI levels in different foods. Uh, we talked about the importance of portion control. And you know, that's important, whether you're, you're diabetic or not, right. Um, and then also, we talked about when, if, if you are eating foods that have a higher GI, you want to combine them with low GI foods to kind of help balance that out. Uh, and then we went on and we talked about a list of uh, that's been compiled that was compiled by the uh, ADA, the American Diet Diabetes Association of diabetic superfoods. And if you look at this list, there are actually there are 10 on the list, nine are vegetarian and eight are vegan. You know, I should add here too that even if you're not diabetic, like I'm not diabetic, this information might still be useful to you because nevertheless, it still has an, an impact on your body. So this can this can uh, explain why you feel crashing, mm-hmm. why you might feel crashing, feel sluggish, why you feel or, sluggish. Yeah. And so it's certainly, even though you don't have diabetes, these mm-hmm. are some things that might still help you explain some of those swings. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, the amount of, of glucose and, and sugars that you take into your body, it affects everyone. Yeah. But it's just, it's more critical for exactly. diabetics to balance that out. Yeah. I say that because some people might tune out because they might think, well, I'm not, well, I'm not diabetic. So, right. Yeah. Exactly. But it's still, there are still some things that would impact you mm-hmm. despite being diagnosed with diabetes or not mm-hmm. i myself have been flirting with that border so it is of there's a lot of things of interest to me here as well right uh yeah so just uh, to mention those superfoods real fast uh the ones that are not that don't apply to vegans and or vegetarians on that list of 10 was uh fish and uh, also if you're if you're vegan you don't eat fish if you're vegetarian, you may eat fish sometimes. That's actually pescatarian. That's pescatarian, yeah. right? But uh, you know, you've had vegetarians had, don't eat fish, right? So, what are you considered a pescatarian now? No, I wouldn't say enough. Yeah, I had shrimp see, a couple yeah, times. that's what that's what I was that's what that's yeah. what I was kind of. I would say at. if it was a regular part of my yeah. diet. And again, I'm so against labels. I really yeah. don't yeah. like labels yeah. as much as possible. Right, uh, but. But I will say that, yeah, I mean, I think people who consider it a, a part a of their regular diet, part, regular yeah. diet are probably oh, pescatarians. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, so fish is on that list and also uh, milk and yogurt or fat-free milk and yogurt are the other two that may not apply to us. So, but the other eight on the list of diabetic superfoods are uh, beans, dark green leafy vegetables, citrus fruit, sweet potatoes, berries, tomatoes, whole grains, and nuts. And we kind of went into more detail about each one of those and why those are beneficial if you have uh, for, you know, to help with blood sugar control. 
uh, in episode 88. So if you want to get more information on that, tune into to that episode. You can find it in our archives podcast, uh, which it's separate from this one now because we had to split when we hit 100 because our feed got too big. Mm-hmm. So if you go into iTunes or Stitcher and just look for Vegetarian Zen Archives, uh, it'll say episodes one through 100. And that's where you would find episode 88. Uh, but so we, you know, we're not going to go into those in detail here because you can get them in, in that episode. So <laughs> I listen in preparation for, for doing this outline. Yesterday, I was driving Cosmo to, to his puppy daycare. And I, I listened to episode 88 again, since, you know, I hadn't really heard it since we recorded it. And it was just amazing to me how much the things that I shared way back a year and a half ago are still or again, uh, going on with me today. Well, and I think the issue is that these things just they don't go away. I mean, even if you have your diabetes under control, as you've mentioned, an underlying factor is your sugar addiction. Mm -hmm. And we even did a show on that as well. And I think that's the difference between you and me and why I probably don't have diabetes is I don't have I don't consider myself to have a sugar addiction. Mm-hmm. Uh, in fact, I don't really prefer sweets that much. I mean, I do have sweets, but I don't I'm not addicted to them the yeah. same way that you've described to me that you feel addicted to it. So, yeah. So, again, kudos to you for listening to that again and, and actually saying, hey, we need to do this again because. Uh, Larissa was actually pretty scared mm-hmm. just last week. She was saying, you know what? I think I'm really doing poorly and mm-hmm. her number, she was taking her blood sugar and it was pretty high. Yeah. Yeah. I've got, uh, not the highest that I've heard. I mean, I know other people with type two diabetes, as I mentioned to you that it can get really, really high, but yours was high enough the to be concerning. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, so, you know, in between February of 2015 and now, you know, I've had some good periods or better periods with my diabetes, uh, but most, I would say more not great than good. And between, you know, something that really, really, really affects me and how I handle it and is uh, stress because I'm an emotional eater. And on top of the sugar addiction, uh, so when I when I'm upset or when I'm stressed out, what I eat is sugar. I don't emotionally eat carrots. That's her drug of choice. Yeah, definitely. Um, some people might pull out the booze. Some people might overeat. Larissa is sugar. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, you know, I think if I was an emotional eater and and all I ate was vegetables, I wouldn't have this problem. <laughs> <laughs> but unfortunately, it's sugar, and so and it's bad sugar. It's not even fruit. You know, it's. The, the most processed bad things that I can eat. Uh, you know, so between emotional stress, physical stress, and physical, you know, health issues, the sugar addiction, the emotional eating. So that has all resulted in my diabetes becoming the worst that it's ever been, and the most out of control. And I that's the way I feel. I, I think I told you a couple of days ago, I just feel just totally out of control and panicked. Mm-hmm. That's exactly how I feel. And, yeah. you know, and, you know, I don't have any secrets here. I'm not going to, haha, I'm not going to sugarcoat anything. <laughs> um, Please don't. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I got to the point where I was terrified. 
you yeah. know, and I told you that. I, yeah. I told you, I think, and I think you thought I m- maybe was being a little dramatic, but, <laughs> and I probably was, but I just got to the point where I felt like, you know, this is my last year. Well, I don't, so there's a difference. You and I have been married, we've been together for 14 years now. So, (laughs) you know, we know very well each other's strengths and where we're each challenged. And trust me, Larissa is my strength in a lot of situations, but I'm in her strength in certain situations. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that we both know that I tend to handle better is under pressure. Yes. So I, when she gets panicked, I'm kind of the one to not dismiss it, but try to come from a standpoint of reason. So you try can to be talk little, me off the ledge. Yeah, because you were really panicked. And I told mm-hmm. you, I mean, the only thing I told you, I said, I understand. I'm, I was listening to what you said. Um, and, and But my response was, you can't take anything back right mm-hmm. now. You can only start from where you are. Mm-hmm. So don't look back at the last few days to say, oh my God, I had this donut or I had this French fries. I, I think it was French fries that you had oh, that you said just sent so you sick. just yeah. sick, made you sick. Mm-hmm. There's nothing you can do about that. Mm-hmm. You already ate it. Yeah. And uh, my point was, okay, well, let's fix this from where we are. And I think sometimes you just kind of get panicked. And so that's one of my strengths to this, this mm-hmm. relationship is that Definitely. I tend to be more of the voice of reason when it comes to things like that. But I mean... As I said then, and I'm saying it now, you have every right to be concerned. And I'm glad, actually, to see you concerned before mm-hmm. it's on off the scale. Because, yeah, before you know, we had a, toes. And yeah, losing, we had yeah. a friend that lost a toe recently to diabetes. And so she's younger I'm than I am. Actually, actually, younger than you are. Yeah. Right. So, uh, so you want to talk about some of your the specifics? Yeah. So all of this, let, my letting this get out of control has resulted in as as we mentioned a little bit ago my blood sugar has been has gotten up to the highest that it's ever been and you know of course when i stopped when i got so stressed out and of you know and this has been months 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 and months going on now um when I stop eating healthier and let it go of course i stop checking my blood sugar because i don't want to see it because right. then if I check it, then I have to deal with it. Right. So I stop checking it uh, and I just go back into denial. And so I had stopped checking it. So but you I were made feeling my... physically sick. You, oh, yeah. You knew that it was. So yeah. you were telling me you were nauseated. You're always mm-hmm. tired. Mm-hmm. Granted, I have my injury still. You're doing everything for everybody in the house. Me and our and Cosmo, our dog and the cats you're doing everything so when you know i know why you're tired but mm. you have headaches and then other issues too and yeah. i think part of part of that too could be a, a one aspect of depression mm-hmm. a little bit of depression yeah. as well yeah uh, a lot a lot of depression that's you know and that's another thing for me that is lifelong and mm-hmm. so that's just kind of been on top of everything else but my my blood sugar had when i started measuring it again uh, a few days ago you know i was just I wasn't shocked, but I was dismayed <laughs> to to actually see the numbers. And you know, my my blood sugar had gotten up into the the one seventies and higher. And then my those my low in quotes my low numbers for during the day were in the one thirties, which you know if your your normal is under a hundred in the morning, and then I think under one ten during the, you know, after meals. Right. And I mean, I was up in the 170s after meals. And I mean, 
just ridiculous. And like you had said earlier, I mean, of course, there are people whose diabetes is really bad, and it's up in the two, three, four hundreds, you know, so some people would listen to this and say, you know, that's a good day for me. But for me, it's not for me, that's crisis mode, you know, because I don't want to get to that point. I'm not on medication. I'm not on insulin. I'm actually uh, allergic to the I don't know if I would say allergic to, but I have really, really bad physical reactions to metformin and the She's other had to go diabetes. To the hospital. Yeah, yeah, I've been uh, in the hospital twice, right? Right. Taken to, you took, to, mm-hmm. took me to the ER twice. And it's scary. Yeah. You know, and I will say, I, I hope, and I think you know this, but I mean, I hope you know that uh, I don't think 170 is, you know, <laughs> I don't think that at all. I, I think, uh, and I don't even think somebody with diabetes would necessarily think that. Mm-hmm. I think they might think, wow, I wish, I, you know, somebody with severe diabetes, like in mm-hmm. the, Two or three hundreds. Two three hundreds uh, might say that I need to, um, I mean, that would be great for them. Mm-hmm. But I am personally really glad that you are seeing that actually as crisis. Although, like I said, I think you just have to not panic, though. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it urgent, but not uh, panic mode. Because I think when you cross over into panic mode, you don't know what to do. Right. So I think it's you have to try to keep your head even so you can really address this, not just right, not just uh, completely panicking. Right. Yeah. So I, you know. Anyway, you know, as we were saying, I got scared. Um, I got really scared, and so I decided that I needed to do something about it uh, again before it was too late. And I say again because I've done it before, you know. And that's not to say that this won't happen again. And I'm not. I'm not so naive that I'm going to say, okay, well, this is never going to happen again. I'm going to, you know, get it down. And it's always going to be down and it's going to be perfect. And I'm going to run marathons and I'm going to, you know, I'm, I'm realistic. So I know that there are maybe periods in my future where this happens again. But what my goal here is a to get it under control now, and b to re-educate myself and further educate myself so that when this happens again, or if this happens again, I'll be better prepared to deal with it more quickly and succeed. Yeah. And I think you did. After, when you told me this, the next day was completely different. You immediately started to address some of this. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, we're pretty good about, I think every now and then something sweet will pop up into the house. Like with my birthday, we had leftover Mm -hmm. cake, that kind of thing. But we're pretty good about not keeping a lot of bags of cookies or things like that around the house. And now I know you've bought them mm-hmm. on the outside. No, that's I know that's all you're about yeah. to say. So because we, you know what us, I was going to say. Yes, because we intentionally, and yeah. she's even told me every now and then I'll bring something in, and I try to bring something that she, I know she won't eat. Mm-hmm. But we don't really keep a lot of sweets around. That's not to say we don't have other junk. Sometimes we do have junk food, but. We've gotten a lot better about that, and we'll go like you said, it waxes, waxes and wanes. We'll have mm-hmm. some sometimes, and then we won't have any. So I, when I do bring something sweet, I try to make it something I know she won't eat, <laughs> like That's pralines. Pretty hot. Well, I'll just spit out the nuts. No, because I'll get mad at you for eating my pr- for wasting that's, my. Pr- now, see, that's <laughs> the thing. I I have to tell Vicky. I'll always tell Vicky, tell me not to eat it. Mm-hmm. Tell me it's yours. You know, because we always share everything and we always say, you know, well, um, I know. And that even I felt weird. This. I was like, no. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if I if I get something, of course, we share it. We always share everything in the same with you. But I will actually tell you 
tell me that it's yours. Yeah, but I really don't bring that much stuff in here no. for that no, no, reason. No. I mean, because I don't, it's almost like if you're an alcoholic, you don't want to yeah. be somebody having drinks. It's one thing to go out into a happy hour with some friends. It's another thing to come home with a bottle of beer, yeah. you know, or but, six pack of beer or something. Yeah, but so. I mean, you know, the other thing is you can't be with me all the time. Well, that's, and the, that's thing, the thing. Because I think I will just go out and mm-hmm. buy candy at the convenience store, eat it in the car, and or then French throw fries. the wrapper away or French fries. That was awful. That yeah. was a nightmare. And you I, did that on an empty stomach too? Yes. Ugh. Yeah, pretty much. I, uh, yeah, that was just a nightmare. I think I've cured myself from fast food French fries <laughs> forever. Uh, but uh, yeah, and so that's the extent of this addiction. It's awful. And, you know, I it's so funny. We were watching something on TV the other day and it was, there was somebody on there who was addicted to one of the bad drugs you know heroin or co- not that they're not all bad but <laughs> i mean one of the the heavy heavy hitters yeah. like heroin or cocaine yeah. and not just some marijuana yeah <laughs> not that they're not all bad folks um but we were watching something and i said you know maybe it was cops or something and i said you know i i can't judge those people yeah you know because when I see them, I, and you know, I, I could very easily look at that and say, "Oh my God, how can they? How can they do that? Why don't they just stop it?" But it's not that easy. I mm-hmm. mean, sugar is the same. It is, and and the thing is, it's legal, it's legal. and it's so easy to get. And even when you don't think you're getting it, you can mm-hmm. get it. You know yeah, what I mean? You might exactly. not realize that you're actually getting it's it. It's so pervasive, and uh, you know, we did. Um, gosh long time ago also we did the what was the name of that documentary fed, uh, fed up, fed up? Fed yeah, up? yeah. Mm-hmm. it was the documentary on sugar and how pervasive Diabolical. it is yeah in our <laughs> in our society and in our food system and uh, if you haven't seen that documentary check it out i don't remember the number of the episode that we reviewed where we reviewed it uh, of our podcast episode but i'll put it in the show notes it was very disturbing to see how the sugar industry has just really infiltrated mm-hmm. our food supply system and how manipulative it is. And I think about all the cereals that we had when we were kids mm-hmm. that we didn't even think about. And our parents didn't our parents know any better didn't. either, yeah. you know? Yeah. It reminds me of that Modern Family episode where yeah. where he for- the little kid forgets a cereal and this lady brings it back and she says, your kid forgot his cereal and it has a surprise in every box. Surprise, it's diabetes. It's diabetes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it's true. We laugh, but it's exactly. true. Uh, so how did you, let's talk a little bit more about how you tried, you turned this boat around. So first things first, you came to me mm-hmm. and just like I would hope you would. I mean, because, you know, you want to come to your spouse and just say somebody you confide in uh, if you're not married and just to say, this is what I'm struggling with. Mm-hmm. And I could tell it really pained you to tell me because mm-hmm. you feel so helpless. I mean, I can, you feel out of control. I feel helpless. I feel out of control. Um, but I also feel, even though it's you, I also feel very ashamed. Yeah. You know, I feel very ashamed because I feel like I know better. Yeah. And I feel like I should do better and I'm not. And what's wrong with me? You know? And so, you know, even with you, as long as we've been together, as close as we are, you know, I, I still, there's that shame. But I... That's how scared I was. Yeah. But I was so glad you came to me because I think that's where, and and really this is as, as the partner of someone who's suffering through something like this, you feel helpless too, Mm -hmm. you know, because you know, and, and I was trying not to get upset with you when you told me what you did with the French fries, you know, Mm -hmm. but we try to keep stuff out. But I I was more upset for you. You know what I mean? Cause it was more like, I, I just, I can't imagine that 
that feeling, mm-hmm. you know, and, and but I could see the pain in your face as you were telling me. And like you said, you yeah, I could tell you were ashamed as well. Mm-hmm. But I'm so glad you came to me because I think even just talking out loud, I could see there was some component of that. But then you were very determined. So that's one thing I love about you is that even when you're down, you may be down for a little bit, but I could see, you know, you said, this is what I'm going to do. So is that level of accountability is so important too, with somebody mm-hmm. you trust that's, that you know is not going to shame you or not going to try to intentionally make you mm-hmm. feel bad. Um, and I could tell, you know, she said, I'm going to start, I'm going to start monitoring my blood sugar. Mm-hmm. I can, you, I need your help. If we're at the movies and I want a lemonade, please remind me of this. Mm-hmm. Please remind me that I really don't want that lemonade. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and again, that's not my response it's not on me, but I am glad to do that for you. But you know, if you persist, there's nothing I can do about yeah. it. You know, yeah. So, yeah. But- I, and I don't expect, I don't expect you to like, yeah, you're right. I mean, it's not your responsibility. I've, you know, I've asked for your help as just a reminder, but yeah, if I'm like, if I just say, no, I want it, I'm going to get it. You know, it's not your responsibility yeah. to keep nagging me and say, you know, no, or, or to say, well, you know, you know, what's going to happen to you or, you know, because you're not my parent, you're not yeah. my, you know, and, and, and that's I wouldn't not do that. Your responsibility. No. And I wouldn't think you were putting that on me or nor would I feel like the need to go on about it. But mm-hmm. I'm just saying, I think that, um, it is good to have somebody there just to at least remind you because there is that another added level of accountability because Mm -hmm. if you were there with somebody who didn't know anything about this Mm -hmm. and you ordered the lemonade, they might not feel the, Mm -hmm. they wouldn't feel the, hopefully feel the need to tell you anything. Right. Right. So, right. So, so I did, I did start monitoring my blood sugar again, uh, multiple times a day to keep track of my progress. And then, uh, the next thing I did is I started reeducating myself about the foods that I need to be eating and the ones that I need to avoid or have much less of. Uh, And we'll talk about why I said that in a second. But so things like as far as things that I need to be eating more of uh, beans, lentils, um, instead of white rice, have brown rice or other grains like barley. And I made uh, in the pressure cooker, I made um, risotto the other day. Yeah. But I didn't use arborio rice. I used barley. And I found a recipe online and it was so good. It was really good. And I'd never had that was the first time I've ever had barley. And it was it was great. I mean the texture was good. The the way that it was seasoned, everything. It was great. It was just it, you know, it was different than rice, but in a way kind of better. So, and then another thing is just cutting way down on refined sugars, you know, and that's the kind of sugar that I tend to go to is not the natural sugars like fruit, but I go to, like I said, the most processed, evil, ugly ones that I can. So cutting way down on refined sugars, and I've done that over the past few days, uh, and also- In your coffee? In my coffee, yes. I'm, again, slowly cutting down. Um, I can't just cut it out and I can't cut down like to just a quarter of what I was doing or I'll just choke. Um, But I'll get there. And also looking for the lowest sugar options of just a few of my favorites. So I don't feel totally deprived. And Mm -hmm. um, that's that's what I was going to mention is for me, it's and I think for most people, it's a mistake to just cut out everything of something, you know, something good. And that's why diets don't work. Right. Because when you're depriving yourself, and you know, you're depriving yourself on purpose, um, 
with a plan, you know, of everything that you like, you're just setting yourself up for failure. Well, even in vegetarian and veganism, which is why we're always talking about just be easy on yourself Mm -hmm. because some people are so, oh, I could never be be a vegan or vegetarian because I could not give up my favorite hamburger. Well, Mm -hmm. you know, if you look at it that way, you're depriving yourself like you're depriving yourself of something. You just want it more. That's Mm -hmm. the way our human psychology (laughs) works. Right. And uh, yeah, I agree with you. I think just saying to yourself, I cannot have any more sugar. That's going to just make it worse for you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you know, the first couple of days here, I really did try to take out just about everything. Um, I kept sugar in my coffee, of course. And, you know, but I I made sure that I gave myself a little bit of a chance to kind of detox um, because I thought I felt like I kind of needed a little bit of a reset. Mm-hmm. And but I'm not I'm not going to do I'm not doing anything extreme. I'm not going with like a no sugar for 30 days, you know, plan or whatever those things are that are out there because I just that would set me up for failure. So just just cut way down and then um but you have to know what works for you too yeah. because for some people maybe that does work. Maybe it does. You know, maybe yeah. some people say no, I just can't have it anymore and yeah. that works. But that works for you and that's why I say we really try not to judge people. Whether mm-hmm. people come into our group but like in the peas and carrot society which is our close Facebook group and they say, you know, I still eat meat on occasion. Mm-hmm. I mean, that if that works for them and they've yeah. just reduced, I mean, that's something, you know, yeah. that's a win. Well, you know, and that's that's what we did when we became vegetarians. Mm-hmm. But for me, that was fine because I didn't have that added addictive component with meat. Mm-hmm. I was in no way addicted to any meat product. Uh, sugar is different for me. And that's why I can't do it that way. Right. Uh, all right. So the, another thing that I did is I started back using my fitness pal. Uh, and I've got the app on my phone and then also the, the uh, Windows version to track my food. And then I also have another app to track my blood sugar um, because with my monitor, you know, it, it saves everything in there, but it's nice to have it in an app where you can look at it and you can make notes and, um, right in the little, little log. You could also export it to print out to your, to give it to your doctor. It's really, really handy. So yeah, I was going to say that's great too, because that you use those in conjunction because you can kind of see how you're feeling after you eat certain things. Yes, right? absolutely. Yeah. And then I still use, um, Fitbit. I, I need to find my charger. I can't find it. But once I find my charger, I can charge my Fitbit again. And then that'll all sync up too. And then, you know, the other thing is just, uh, I'm just taking it one day at a time and continuing to ask for help when I need it. And I, I just wanted to say thank you to you, um, as always, you know, for your continued support and encouragement and just always being there and not judging. And that means a lot to me. Well, you know I love you. I love you too. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, so uh, should we move on then? Let's do it. All right. Recipe of the week? Yeah. Now, you guys may know, or those of you who have been with us for a while know that we've done the recipe of the week pretty much since we started the podcast, but only recently as our recipe of the week started to be sponsored by our closed Facebook group, which is the Peas and Carrots Society. What up? Uh, and this week's recipe comes from Diane Gallant Marion. And uh, the recipe is chickpea salad with orange miso dressing. Mm-hmm. Yummy. Yeah. And I chose this one uh, from the group. Now, the way that we the way that we choose what's going to be featured in here is our um, incredible virtual assistant, Marigold, um, goes through the peas and carrots group on a regular basis and curates all of the recipes that people 
post in there uh, into a spreadsheet for me. And then I will go through that spreadsheet when I'm making up these outlines and pick a recipe uh, that either has something to do with the episode, you know, related to it or something, just something that looks good or seasonal or, or something like that. So the reason I, well, thank you, Marigold, for continuing to do that. Such an awesome job for us. But and thank uh, you, Diane, for putting this in the, uh, absolutely. In the peas and carrots. Uh, and um, so, so team effort, right? Team um, effort, yeah. Team veg zen. I love it. But <laughs> oh, and just to add real quick, the reason and the these are posted in uh peas and carrot in the peas and carrot society as recipes people have tried. Right. So we used to just kind of find recipes to put out here, but we got some feedback from our folks saying, Hey, we'd love to hear recipes that people have actually tried within the group. So mm-hmm. we thought that was a great idea and that way we can ask people questions. So if you have questions about the recipe uh, and you're part of the Peas and Carrots Society, you can ask Diane. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, so anyway, she um, posted this uh, chickpea salad with orange miso dressing. And I like I, I included this one in this episode because the recipe contains chickpeas, of course, um, but it also contains quinoa. And both of those are really good options for diabetics. Chickpeas are um, legume, and so that's good for blood sugar control. Uh, quinoa is also uh, has a low GI and is really good for your help helping to keep your blood sugar down. All right, are we ready to move into the quote of the week? Do it. The quote this week is from one of my favorite authors, Paulo Coelho. And he said, life has many ways of testing a person's will, either by having nothing happen at all, or by having everything happen all at once. <laughs> yeah. Well, life has definitely been testing this household over the past what, seven months now, I guess, six or seven months, because it's been everything all at once. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So. Starting from when we lost Molly, our, mm-hmm. other, our dog, to the car accident, to your diabetes getting mm-hmm. out of control. So... Hopefully we'll have nothing happen soon for a, for a while. We'll get one the good flip thing, side one that. good thing that has happened, although he is a bit of a tornado, is uh, is Cosmo. Yeah. So our he's our pup, he's, he'll be six months old in a couple of weeks, and he's a canine tornado. He's already what forty pounds. Oh yeah. I only think I think he's only halfway done. I think oh, he's yeah. going to be closer to. 70, 80 pounds. Yeah, I think so. He's a beast. (laughs) All right. So what's the question this week, Larissa? All right. Well, um, if you have diabetes or if you have a family member with diabetes, type 1 or type 2, you know, um, do you have any tips for managing diabetes with a plant-based diet? And you can leave us a comment on this Show notes for this episode, it's uh, www.vegetarianzen.com forward slash eight. No, <laughs> I'm going by the old one. 160. <laughs> Let's 160, yes. Right. Uh, forward slash 160. I was going to say 88. <laughs> uh, and uh, you can leave a comment on the show notes on our website. You can also go to the Peas and Carrots Society if you are a member. If you're not a member, you can join by going to uh, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash vegetarian zen and then just ask to join. I'll um, look at your profile just to make sure you're not a Ray-Ban selling spammy person. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) A porno pushing Ray-Ban selling spammer. Yep. And then, (laughs) wow. And then uh, I'll approve you and you're in. So you can leave a comment in there as well or send us an email. Um, there's any, any number of ways to get in touch with us. All right. Well, I think that does it for our episode this week. 
Until next time, peace out. Bye. Thanks for joining us today on Vegetarian Zen. We've created a free resource for you to show you five ways to sneak more fruits and veggies into your diet. You can download it right now by visiting vegetarianzen.com. Until next time, wishing you a happy body and a healthy mind.